Poor communication and communication failures are a leading cause for accidental patient harm in hospitals. Now, clinical communication is complex, but the methods that we need to communicate with don't need to be. How can technology streamline and simplify clinical communication while ensuring security and compliance? And what makes a successful implementation and adoption within a busy hospital setting, especially during times of increased fatigue and burnout? With me today is Nicole Hosking, the clinical change lead at Austin Health, joined by Jane Prouse, the CTO of 5P, to hear how they've co-developed and implemented an entirely new clinical communication application for the Microsoft Teams platform called Barret. And in this episode, we talk about the journey of identifying and solving the communication challenges in clinical settings, the development and implementation of the Barret app, and the impact it's had on improving communication within Austin Health. Collaboration starts with the conversation team health tech. Let's make it happen. Between now and the end of June, we're conducting the 2024 Talking Health Tech audience survey. This helps us prioritize content, hone in key messages, and refine the show to make it even better. We also want to understand who the biggest cohorts of our audience are. So I'd love for you to take five or 10 minutes to have your say and complete the survey. Everyone who completes it goes in the draw to win a share of $1,000 worth of THT Plus membership credits to put towards a membership for yourself as an individual or to help get the word out about your company. The link to complete the survey is in the show notes of this episode or just go to talkinghealthtech.com slash survey. Welcome to Talking Health Tech, featuring content and community about technology and healthcare. We acknowledge the traditional owners of lands these conversations were recorded and pay respect to elders past and present. How you going? Good. Good, thank you. Good. Great. First trip to New Zealand. Yes. Well, first trip to Hamilton for me and, uh, and to be here at Hin. So it's great to be able to have the time to, to chat with you both here at the Microsoft booth. But before we explain what that's all about, I might get you both to introduce yourself, tell us who you are and what you do. So, Nicole Hosking. So, I'm the Operations Director for Radiology and Molecular Imaging and Therapy at Austin Health. But I'm here today because I've had the uh, fortunate opportunity to work with the team at 5P. Uh, to develop the Barret Role-Based Communicator app. Thank you, Nicole. So my name is Jane Prowse. I'm the CTO of 5P. Uh, I look after our team who builds the Barret product. Um, so 5P is a Microsoft partner based in Melbourne, Australia. And explain to me the um, the connection here with Microsoft as well. Yeah, so um, 5P um, have been um, a Microsoft partner for many, many years. And over the last couple of years, we've been successful in Microsoft Partner of the Year recognition. Um, leading up to winning Global Partner of the Year for Frontline Worker this year in 2023. So we rely very heavily on our Microsoft partnership and it's um, fortunate enough that they've been um, able to host us here um, at Hins New Zealand for the week. Yeah, got you. Excellent. And what I like too is that, you know, we've, we've got you, Nicole, to be able to um, share your, your experiences with, with utilising the product with Barry as well. Like, tell me a little bit more about, you know, that, that firstly, perhaps the problem to be solved within the, the clinical setting that, that led to, you know, bringing 
bringing all this together. So the journey started back in 2019 mm-hmm. and it was actually when I was doing a gap analysis for our accreditation standards uh, in Australia and there had been a shift in terms of the requirements in how we assess clinical communication standards. And as I did a, a gap analysis, I really identified quite a widespread problem when it came to our communication that occurs outside of structured handover processes. And what it was was an overly complex system for our staff to be navigating on a daily basis. And there was two key issues. It was really hard to find the person that you needed to speak to 24-7 because you you need to find a role. So I'm not looking for Nicole Hosking, I'm looking for the Operations Director of Radiology, for example. And many of our roles are 24-7. So knowing who is performing the role you need to speak to right now was a major challenge and it was really inefficient to find that person. And then second to that, when you could track down who that person was, we had multiple different communication methods that were at play at once, making it really hard for staff to be able to perform accurate and quick communication across the 24-7 time continuum. So that was really the key driver. And then the second thing was um, I run a digital environment, being an imaging uh, director, and I went looking for technology, of course, to solve all my problems that I had just found. And I could not find a single solution that was going to meet the complex needs of our communication system and how we could change that. And so I went and saw our IT director, uh, Alan Pritchard, he's very forward-thinking, and I left it with him to go, surely we can fix this with some technology in this day and age. That then led to our development partnership with the crew at 5P uh, yeah. coming together in 2020. And so but what, does that, what does that thing look like then in terms of, you know, developing? Is it just a... Because one thing I know is that um, CTOs or, or CEOs don't like is adding in more solutions, just another, another thing for people to log in and use. Talk to me how... Barry actually works for the hospital. Well, from my perspective, so we leveraged the, the team's technology that was already widely adopted within our organisation. Mm. So we were building upon existing technology and the aim of the technology that we developed was to have new technology that would repulse, replace multiple other methods. So get people off the phones, get rid of the pages, get people off non-secure imaging apps and those sorts of things. So that was one of the key drivers and we were well supported with the change because it was designed specifically to get rid of multiple other communication methods and shrink our complex system down into a much more simplified version for our staff. Yeah, gotcha. And so um, how does that work in terms of, you know, that, that being a... Is it a separate app or, like, how does it interplay with Microsoft Teams? Tell me a bit more about that. So it's really very simple. So it just sits in the rail in Teams. I mean, we'd been working with Alan um, at Austin IT for a little while and... He'd made a significant investment in the Microsoft platform, yeah. and Nicole came to this came to us with the idea. Um, we'd already heard it as well in the industry that it was a gap, and Microsoft Teams just gives you a really nice way um, to one deploy an application without an extra app, an extra login step. It just sits there in the rail, and as soon as you log into Teams, it's there, and there's no more authentication or anything like that. So it knows who you are. It's really simple and easy to use. And one of the most significant things is we know that um, me- junior medical workforce in particular are mobile first in the way that they work. So Teams being pretty much native on a um, both iOS and Android devices means that we can um, means that we can really just take advantage of um, one device that the one application that they've already got downloaded on their yeah. mobile phone. And so it, is it using t- like if you've got patient information and stuff like this, but it's on 
teams? Like, how does that? Yeah. Of... So the patient information um, that would be, and the, and the, and specifically the conversations about patients, um, is all stored securely um, within the hospital's Azure environment. So it, it's well and truly governed from a security and compliance perspective by um, the hospital's investment in the Microsoft platform and the security that is inherent in that platform as well. So it really addresses the problem where we know because doctors need to do their job and so sometimes they will use unsanctioned platforms and that potentially means a risk of information being um, leaked out, um, not necessarily because of cyber attacks, but just potentially because it's not under the control of the ho- mm. of the hospital. And we're not giving them the platforms that they need to actually do their job. They're going to do that because they need to um, they need to take care of patients first. And so if they can't do it with the technology that the hospital provides them, they're going to find another way. Yeah, that's right. It's 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 rare. It's much more rare to find an issue that has occurred, like a breach due to some kind of nefarious act from within the clinic setting. It's more so about people just trying to do their job and, and finding, trying to be MacGyver about it. But the um, nice 80s TV reference there. <laughs> so um, what I really like too about it, and it just ties in a little bit to, to that point, is that, so it sounds like then, so Barry didn't exist before the, this, this problem, so it's really built to solve a particular problem. That's right. It's built from the ground up. And what was fortunate about the relationship we already had with Austin Health is that they were willing to bring people like Nicole and her team so that can be truly clinically led. Yeah. So we had, um, through the development partnership, we had the opportunity to have access to frontline staff, clinical staff, to really spend the time to understand what they actually needed and what the problems were. So there's been a number of facets that we've um, brought in from a requirements perspective to build this from the ground up, led by the team at Austin Health as well. And what was that like in terms of the, you know, implementation of the solution? Um, you know, one could generalise and suggest that within a busy hospital setting, people have, don't have time to, to learn about something new. And we're in this state, you know, particularly over the last couple of years, a lot of change fatigue, but also just general burnout from a clinician side. It's a difficult place to implement technology. What, like, how did you approach it? The Talking Health Tech podcast has evolved a lot over the years, all based on audience feedback. Now I need your help, yes you, to shape the future of this show. Between now and the end of June, we're running our biggest campaign to date in order to understand what makes the global healthcare ecosystem tick. Last time we ran our Talking Health Tech audience survey, we learnt 40% of our audience are clinicians, 77% of our audience tune in for professional development and market awareness. 8% of people listen to Talking Health Tech for competitor profiling, and only 2% of people listen to the podcast to fall asleep. And this time around, I can't wait to find out about your preferences for audio versus video content, which topics we should dive into more, preferences for hosts and formats and geographical reach and so much more. And don't worry, we'll be sharing all the insights once all the responses are collected as well. So if you're a supporter of Talking Health Tech and you can spare five or ten minutes, please complete our 2024 audience survey. And to say thanks for your input, everyone who completes the survey goes into the draw to win a share of $1,000 worth of credits towards THT Plus membership. Go to talkinghealthtech.com survey or the links in the show notes of this episode as well. 
So we did this during COVID as well, so probably at the height of, you know, workforce fatigue and burnout, etc. But to me, it was the perfect time because never before have staff needed better technology at their fingertips to make communication quicker and decrease that cognitive and time burden of the, the old overly complex communication system. So one of the key things here was is that um, there's many change opportunities available with Barry, but we actually prioritised and changed what the clinical staff told us needed to be changed mm. first. So we had buy-in because we took their feedback. Yeah. We asked them what they wanted to change first. They wanted to see the back of paging and they wanted to see um, decreased use of landline phone calls, those inefficiencies in their day. And so that's what we targeted in our first 12 months of rollout. And um, it's been incredibly successful because not only have we um, prioritised their objectives, but the actual application having that frontline clinical worker input, it's been designed to make their life easier. It's mm. been designed to meet their priorities. It's been designed to make the workflows as quick and simple as possible. You know, it's not 10 clicks to do something. It's very quick and easy to use. Two clicks, um, no more than two clicks is my motto, I guess, yeah. for technology development. And uh, the radiologists in radiology have taught me well uh, with that. But I think it's those two key things. It was their priorities and the application is designed with them. Yeah. So it's a solution for them, with them, I think has kind of been the real key success there. And I think so from your perspective, you know, we're talking about a communication tool and making sure that people are, are connected within a, a, a hospital setting or a clinical setting. Um, and there is a lot of clinical information. I guess the part of that is making those clinical decisions like they need the information to be able to make informed decisions about patient care from from your clinical perspective like what information is needed or how do you approach like the 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 needs and just like from a design perspective in in the clinical info you need so from my perspective there were three key facets that we needed to cover off in the development of this new technology to be truly successful and meet all requirements so first and foremost your frontline clinical staff need an effective tool to do their jobs Secondly, we need to make sure that there's clinical governance measures built in, so the quality safety risk aspect. Um, And there's many um, well-documented and evidence communication issues that happen in hospitals. So taking all of that evidence and then building in as many workflows as possible to negate human error, if you like. And then also having management oversight of communications. One of the big problems we had in the past is you had no idea how your staff were communicating, when they were communicating, via what platform if they were communicating. And it was really hard to hand over staff um, information shift to shift. And so they were some really key things that we built into the technology. And uh, I brought the clinical knowledge and then uh, Jane brought the technical know-how to uh, try and bring all of those facets into a very simple-to-use front-end user experience. Yeah, nice. Hey, I'd love to learn a bit more about that experience of, you know, the, the, the clinical know-how and the, the technical expertise, bringing those two together and perhaps some advice or reflections on what worked well or, or what you'd suggest to others on either side of that, that party, like to, to have an effective relationship. Um, what are some key elements there? So in my experience, I do a lot of, um, obviously running a large service, I have a lot of uh, supplier and vendor engagement and we talk about collaborative partnerships a lot but I would say that most of those um, relationships that exist are more their agreements or their arrangements, whereas yeah. I think the difference here was a true collaborative partnership. We had a common goal. And then I think really the big key has been from the 5P perspective, they were willing to engage at the front line oh. and they were willing to listen um, and Jane was willing to learn in terms of what the needs were from the frontline workers, including senior medical staff, nursing, allied health. We brought them all together. Jane took the time to understand and then come up with the technology ideas to, to go along with that. Mm. 
Does Nicole's story check out, Jane? Yeah, it does. <laughs> so <laughs> so no, Nicole and I have worked together very closely since Barry started. So it's what's it been, two years? Three. Three. <laughs> We've got a, um, a really well-rehearsed cadence of how we work together on these things. So we've got some long-term plans and some goals about what we want to do with the platform and the product. But um, in the short term, we, um, we speak to each other nearly a week. We've got structured meetings that, um, that inform our development process that um, Nicole brings a selection of different medical staff to those meetings. So whether that's nursing workforce or medical workforce, depending on what we're doing. Nicole is always organising the right people to come in to those sessions. Nicole and I will regularly get together and run some whiteboarding sessions to think about, you know, what's next, you know, what are the big picture requirements, not just, okay, the little details of I need this to do that. It's more about, like, where do we want to take it, what do we want to address, and whether that's looking at something from, like, a statewide whole-state implementation or even just a single small hospital implementation as well. Lastly, then, thinking about the future, isn't some of that planning, you know, thought, uh, might might go into this as well. I'd love to learn from both of you, actually, from the, you know, 5P side and with Barry in particular, like where you see that all heading, but also like from, and then after that, with your side from the Austin as well, be really interesting. So. Yeah, and no, I mean, from our side, we're really focused on a couple of um, key directions with the product. Um, obviously, we want to have um, more interoperability with other health platforms. And so whether that's medical records or patient administration systems or imaging systems, yeah. more um, interoperability. Um, also looking at, okay, well, what's next for outside of the hospital? So how do we actually expand the boundaries of what Barry does beyond internal to external? And then also taking advantage of, you know, what are the emerging technologies that we've got at the moment and what can we bring in and apply and use the information that we've captured to help make actionable insights with um, the data that we're already capturing with the use of the platform. So I guess on the back of a initial rollout of 12 months being really successful, so we've got over 7,000 clinical staff using the app. I've gotten rid of several hundred pages that are now in vases on my desk as mementos <laughs> of all of my efforts. Um, you can hang them like heads on a wall like the hunters do. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, they're my tokens, yeah. I guess, in yeah. terms of that. And, you know, people were happy to throw them away, quite frankly, yeah. um, uh, when we switched over to barrier messaging. But we've now got um, a very large amount of communication going through the system. So we have 62 to 65 thousand closed loop clinical communications going through the app on a monthly basis Um, and being able to tell you that in itself is amazing because we didn't know we didn't understand our data beforehand when we had paging and phone calls we didn't know so now after successfully implementing it um, we now have a plethora of data that I now can go and more greatly understand our further communication challenges and target further change, as well as this new um, features being released by the team at 5P, yeah. which we will be expanding and then getting rid of more communication methods um, yeah. that need to be retired from clinical practice as well. No, I love that. The, you know, it's what, what doesn't get measured doesn't get managed. That, is that the same? So, yeah, being able to have that information on, on communication allows you to get ahead of some of these issues that that might pop up too so that's really cool absolutely and in particular the burden on our workforce Mm. and particular workforces like your junior medical staff out of hours and that sort of thing you've got a handful of staff keeping life running in the hospital um, overnight and they carry a very large workload burden and so being able to understand the communication pressures within that 
um, out of our setting is one of the key things that we can understand now. But, you know, we can do that for all roles in the hospital. We can look at data at an organisation, at a team or an individual role level mm. and be able to better, better assess the quality and safety of their communications and then also the workload as well. Love it. Well, look, it's great to be able to hear the impact and the solution that's been built by 5P for the Austin. And um, it's been really good to reflect on that implementation and the problems to be solved there. So we'll put the details for 5P in the show notes of this episode. And also you've got a good presence on the talking health tech website as THC plus members too so Jane Nicole I really appreciate you making the time thanks so much thank you very much thank you. hey thanks for sticking around to the end of this episode if you made it this far you're the perfect person that I want to hear from our THT plus audience survey is now open until the end of June and I personally read every submission in fact if you leave a comment in the survey that you heard this promotion in a podcast episode I promise I'll reply directly to you by email with a personal note of thanks and I'll even buy your coffee next time I see you in person. It's pretty easy. Just go to talkinghealthtech.com slash survey and have your say. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Talking Health Tech. Make sure you like and subscribe and share this episode with someone who might find it valuable. For more information and resources about healthcare innovation, visit talkinghealthtech.com.